Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Jake Browat Browatsky. Yeah. Browatsky. Yeah, yeah. Browatsky. Yeah, perfect. Awesome, man. But it says Jake on um on chain gaming, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. So on chain gaming is the YouTube channel uh that I'm running right now uh with uh, I have two of my brothers working for me, one as an agent and one as a video editor. And then uh, we have another guy working for uh, on-chain gaming as a video editor as well. So it's a small team of, of four. And we, yeah, we're talking about the future of, of like Web3 gaming, um, crypto gaming, blockchain gaming, stuff like that. Well, I've seen the growth. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. The, the channel really, really uh, started picking up. A lot of people were, were searching for crypto gaming, especially in the crypto bear market, like towards, I don't know, the second half of, of 2021, when like people were just really, really hyped on, on the crypto space and uh, Axie Infinity started getting a lot of popularity. So like one of our videos on, on Axie and just like how the game worked has like 700,000 views. So literally like hundreds of thousands of people started like seeing the content and wanting to learn about it. So it was, yeah, a lot of growth. I think we had a hundred thousand uh, subscribers. We're at like 130,000 now um, in about 12 months of making content, which is really, really fast growth on YouTube, especially uh, for a brand new channel. Um, Cause this yeah. is not the first channel that, that I've started on YouTube, uh, but this is definitely the fastest uh, wow. one as far as like initially just taking off. Now we're more into a bear market. So if you look at like Google trends for crypto gaming or Web3 gaming, uh, the search volume is down quite a bit. But what's interesting is in spite of the like search interest being down, which it kind of makes sense. This is like stuff like this is, is cyclical, especially like crypto. It, there seems to be like uh, like big inflows of interest. Everyone gets really hyped. And then the public conscience kind of, moves on to something else and, and starts thinking about something else. And then people who are really into it, though, they keep building during these uh, these times of low interest. And then it allows the next bull market to be much bigger than the last one ever was, because now there's so much more progress, so much real value in the space that's been created. So even though search volume has been down, it's been really interesting. There's been like a ton of like funding rounds closed. Um, there's like so many developers that are coming from like the traditional gaming space into Web3 gaming. And I just think that that we'll go through the spare market. Who knows how long it's going to be, but there will be another bull market at the end of this, like that there's going to be another period where it's not all pessimism about inflation and like so much like I feel like fear in, in the market. People are going to start getting excited about the potential that exists. And when that moment happens again, the space is going to be so much more mature next time around. Um, mm -hmm. And there's going to have been like, there's a lot of lessons that have been learned um, mm -hmm. from some of the failures of, um, or not even failures, sometimes just like 
never having done this before it's like you just you just run into these unknown unknowns that now you can plan for and it's going to make the space a lot more resilient i think um and long-term sustainable for the future so i'm just really excited about being in this space i i think yeah that was that's a, a long answer for you there no 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 it's good like i love this excitement i love the yeah. enthusiasm the passion behind it but Honestly speaking, I am not that versed and mm -hmm. I would love to learn more now with For you sure, and yeah, the audience totally. too, right? So I understand. So Web3 mm -hmm. gaming, crypto gaming is basically a, a program game that has crypto built into it, like NFTs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I right so far? Yeah, yeah. So I guess just to keep, to like catch your whole audience up if you don't know yeah. anything about like crypto mm -hmm. or the blockchain or anything like that like pretty much um you can you can think about it like all of a sudden instead of there having to be a, a central um authority that is kind of controlling ownership ownership becomes a decentralized ledger where like mm -hmm. essentially a yes. community together decides um, this is who owns this. And in but order for that gaming? ownership to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So gaming pretty much ju just then integrates the blockchain so that you can give real ownership instead of like having the blockchain uh, validate the ownership of Bitcoin. The blockchain can literally validate the ownership of every single thing inside a video game so that you can have like if you imagine World of Warcraft. It's like a massive multiplayer online game that has a pretty like reasonable functioning balanced economy inside this game. Well, you can literally turn everything inside the economy of World of Warcraft into a non-fungible token on the blockchain that is provably owned. And then all of a sudden you transform this virtual economy into an economy that has real economic value. And all of a mm. sudden there are are a lot of opportunities opened up. Now it's not new for like people that try to make money on world of Warcraft. Like there's been um, farms or, or companies set up, even though it's against terms of service to like, try to like earn this currency inside of world of Warcraft and then sell it to players who just want to like buy the currency. And it's kind of like a black market for, for that kind of thing. But all of a sudden it's, it's no longer black market, just like everything that you have, inside of, of the virtual world you really own and it's limited and has real utility in in these games so for players who are excited about like spending time in this world like you can look at a game like uh, league of legends they make billions of dollars selling virtual skins that players don't even really own um, and it's against terms of service to sell those skins it's against terms of service to sell the account so essentially if you put some money in it's just gone it's gone forever. Mm. You can, you're never, you should never expect to get anything back out. It's like you're setting it on fire. But if, for example, buying a skin in League of Legends was on the blockchain and you had the ability to resell it, sure, every single skin you're not going to be able to sell for the same price that you bought it for. Um, but if there's like some limited skins that there's like only a certain number of and the game gets a lot more popular going forward or like, I don't know. There's there's some people that really like that champion and and you have one of like a very limited number. Some of the stuff you're going to be able to flip for more. So there's there's at least at the very least going to be the opportunity of 
you can yard sale your your gaming experiences after you're done with them and you can at least get some of the money back out and it's just a lot better for for players to have real ownership and i think that it adds a new level level of realism and is kind of one of the first steps of of building a, a metaverse kind of like ready player mm. one uh shows it to us where in Ernest Klein's The Ready Player One future that he he wrote in the book, the metaverse currency, like the Oasis currency, is one of the most stable currencies in the entire world, even compared to uh, government currencies sponsored by by different governments, because it's just decentralized. The it's very stable. There's like a very there's a set amount of inflation, and it's just like it's something you can actually trust because no one can control it and change the levers. So it makes sense that a, that a virtual currency would have a lot of, of like long-term stability going forward. I mean, when it's not so speculative like it is now, when it's kind of uh, more accepted into, into common society. But I think that a lot of, a lot of these uh, currencies are going to have a surprising amount of value stored in them um, a decade from now or or maybe even less um, when some of these games start coming out. So this this uh, last bull market was maybe like a lot of hype, but not that many games actually built the, on the same quality of traditional gaming. Like there's no reason for crypto games not to be the same quality of fun um, as, as the traditional gaming market, especially when we have a lot yeah. of the developers from traditional gaming coming in. So in this last bull market though, that was not the case. Like crypto games currently... Um, they're a lot lower quality. There's a lot of kind of Why, not. It, it's just because the space is so new. So like this, this I know, this but like, the the design of it, right? Like everything mm -hmm. is the same. You're just adding a, a token. You're adding yeah. a code. Like why? Why would the quality difference? It's because all of the first movers in this space are from the crypto space, so they don't have experience oh, in game development. <laughs> So yeah, it's like a lot of people from crypto that are like, oh yeah. wow, we can we can release a coin that's like used in this game, and like all these people have these ideas, but they've never built video games before. Mm, so I think the next time around, we now have a lot of people from gaming realizing the potential here, and who who have actually made a lot of of the video games that we love from our past that are now moving into the space and saying, oh, wow, we see the opportunity here now. So in the next bull market, there's going to be real games. So it's going to be a lot more exciting. Wow. So this, uh, how about Fortnite? Do you think Fortnite will, will uh, you know, include, or they have done it already, like NFTs within it in that world, you know, like into a metaverse? Yeah. If anyone does, it would be someone like Epic Games who has Fortnite yeah. um, because they've actually been making some, so, well, so I don't, I can't speak to the short term whether or not they're going to turn like Fortnite well, I mean, skins like into in your NFTs. Uh, in yeah, your but world, no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic Games has been a lot more forward thinking than a okay. lot of other traditional uh, game companies as far as Web three goes. Uh, for example, like on the other end of the spectrum, I think from Epic, you have Steam that literally banned their games from awarding players with cryptocurrency or NFTs. So Steam is literally saying we don't want to deal with the potential regulation that the mm. scrutiny that might like come on us if we start awarding players in crypto all of a sudden like uh companies like steam that have a, a big established business model they don't want to all of a sudden get hit for like some kind of gambling law that they didn't know they were following falling under mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like that 
So, so a lot of these legacy companies are going to wait for kind of the first movers to get the regulatory scrutiny and for, for the rules to be established before I even think they, they'll think about moving into this space. But Epic mm. Games, unlike Steam, actually has been making some proactive partnerships with some of the big Web3 gaming companies uh, like Gala Games, uh, for example, uh, who is founded by the CEO and the co-founder of MySpace. He uh, started MySpace, sold that company. Then he uh, started Zanga and uh, Zanga had like uh, Farmville. Um, and mm -hmm. I think Zanga's worth, uh, it's a publicly traded company worth billions of dollars now. So now he has started Gala Games, which is a Web3 gaming company. And he's brought in a lot of big traditional uh, developers who have made like really successful games in the past. And they are like bringing in a ton of sponsorships. And one of the partnerships that they recently announced is with Epic Games. They're going to be launching uh, one of their new Web3 Battle Royale games called Grit on the Epic Games store. So it's going to be, I believe, the first like NFT blockchain game on the Epic Games store. And it's kind of showing that Epic is open to this idea. And the CEO of Epic actually has said um, not, not that long ago that he is like very interested in making sure that Epic has a presence in the metaverse and like doesn't let uh, like uh, Zuckerberg, Facebook, just like, you know, take, take the whole space or something like that. So mm. um, you, you're a gamer yourself? Yeah, yeah. I actually I play a lot of How games. How many years? <laughs> I played games since since I was like I don't know, eleven or twelve. So I guess it's awesome. been sixteen years, something like that. How did you get into this? Like, how did you um, start talking about it or getting knowledgeable about it? Probably mm -hmm. not. I mean, like when you started this channel, a lot of people, for example, podcast is start podcast to learn more right so yeah totally was it some yeah was it something that you started the channel to to learn more or is this something that you already knew you had the knowledge you wanted to share with the world what was mm -hmm. the decision behind uh starting this show yeah so i have a lot more experience like as a youtuber than i do as a crypto gaming mm. youtuber so i actually started my first youtube channel uh when i was 14 and it was like a call of duty channel so I would do commentary over, over Call of Duty gameplay videos. And that was kind of just like getting my foot um, kind of in the pool as far as YouTube goes and learning how like the YouTube algorithm works and like how to get videos promoted on YouTube and make videos that people enjoy. And, and YouTube is a big, steep learning curve in and of itself. So like probably from 14 to, to 17, I did not make any money on YouTube. And it was all just a learning experience, like making hundreds of videos with absolutely no reward, except for like seeing some positive comments and a lot of work and a lot of just learning, how do I make my videos not suck? So that, yeah. that was my first channel. So then I started uh, Jake's Top 10, uh, which was really just focused on like trying to get a lot of views on YouTube and like figure out like, how do you actually hack this viral algorithm thing to, to get some videos to really take off? So that channel has close to a million subscribers, but I was feeling like, I don't know, a little bit of lack of fulfillment on that channel mm -hmm. because it was more focused on making videos that I thought were going to get a lot of views, not making videos mm -hmm. about topics I am actually interested in. Mm -hmm. So 
I, it really got me searching like, okay, sure. I can make, I can make money making these videos for Jake's top 10, but what's something that I'm actually passionate about or, or excited about. And one of the things that I started uh, really getting into was, was investing partly because I was like, well, what do I do with this ad revenue? I, I, I want to invest it. I don't want to just spend it. So I really started getting into like stock market investing and I started like researching. I was like, I need to actually understand what this crypto is. And as soon as I like really started um, digging into this, the, the implications for how it could impact gaming, it like hit me almost instantly. I was like, cause I had played a lot of massive multiplayer games with like real economies. And I always thought it would be so cool if these economies were interchangeable with the real world economy. And that like, if I could get my character really rich in this game, like maybe I could pay my rent in real life with that. And that concept was always really cool, but I always thought like, I don't, I don't know how we could actually do this. Um, and when I started learning about crypto, I was like, oh my gosh, this is game changing. So I started like looking on YouTube. I was like, is anyone talking about this? And I was like looking for articles and I just, there was like a lack of, of information. Like no one was talking about it. And I was like, wait, this it's is like a brand new space. Yeah. I was like, this is a brand new space. I think has so much potential and no one is making content about it. And I was Perfect. like, well, yeah, exactly. I have my expertise on, on YouTube's. So I'm going to start this channel on, on crypto gaming. And, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how it, how it went. Amazing. So you um, continuously invest in Bitcoin? Um, yeah, I own a little bit of Bitcoin, but to be completely honest, I own a lot more Ethereum uh, than Bitcoin. Um, so if you think about like Bitcoin is kind of like a, a slow... Um, more maybe like stable store of value type uh, currency mm -hmm. where it's like people are going to put their money here and then they're just not going to touch it. And it's kind of like a gold substitute where there's not going to be that much inflation. You can, you, you know exactly what the max supply of this is and you can just kind of like, no, like, okay, this, this is not going to get inflated a lot. This is potentially going to store some value. Ethereum, on the other hand, you can actually do a lot of cool stuff with. And Ethereum is kind of what enables crypto gaming because yeah. it is more than just a store of value. It's like a computer for, um, for programming ownership into. So it, it does have some problems with scalability and cost per transaction, but it kind of is the, the origination of this idea of, wait, we can program anything to exist on this blockchain and Ethereum can, can literally like, it can compute randomness. It can like have like voting and decentralized like organization set up in it. So Ethereum is almost like the next generation of the internet in my mind. And the fact that you can own the internet, it's like, or that you can own Ethereum, it's almost like you can own the internet, like the next generation of the internet, you can have a piece of ownership in. And um, yeah, I just think, I think Ethereum has even more potential than Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I think a Bitcoin mm -hmm. uh, definitely has a good amount of upside ahead, but Ethereum is something that as a, as someone who's in web, the web three gaming space and buys a lot of these uh, gaming NFTs and stuff like that, like I'm spending Ethereum and dealing with Ethereum all the time. So it's like, it's something that I feel like has a lot more real world mm. uh, value and utility to it, to my everyday life. 
Um, and I think that there's just more and more developers that are building on Ethereum um, and more and more cool stuff that's getting built yeah. that is going to have more and more like real users. And those real users coming into the space and actually using Ethereum is what's going to cause more people to store their, their wealth in mm. Ethereum. And it's going to mm. cause the market cap to go up long term. Whereas Bitcoin... I'm not sure what the real driver of adoption is going to be for Bitcoin. Mm. Like, I, I think it's like, it is definitely on an adoption curve and like its market cap is going to keep going up. I think in these future cycles, I do think it is like a better substitute to gold than gold um, because um, it's decentralized and like, you're not going to start asteroid mining or like finding these new gold reserves or like new Bitcoin reserves or Bitcoin on these asteroids. Right. So I think it's even going to have less future inflation than something like gold uh, will. So I think a lot of people are going to like the idea of storing their, their value there, but I think Ethereum is just going to have so many users so much quicker because of things like, like gaming. So personally mm. I've been, yeah, I've been buying more yeah, ETH than Bitcoin, but I, I mean, nobody knows what what any any short-term price movement's going to yeah. be so yeah. that that's that's yeah. just my my personal yeah an nft like for example um you know they can attach it to anything right so it's it's, it's that's where the nft is based on ethereum not bitcoin mm -hmm. right yeah yeah exactly yeah. so yeah and what do you think what do you think the future will be like like now that governments are talking about like you know, for example, Fed coin, uh, they're mm -hmm. a regulated coin. When these countries bring out these regulated regulated coins, what do you think is going to happen with Ethereum, Bitcoin, and all these other tokens? Yeah, I think that they're gonna be fine. Like mm -hmm. there'll always be a market. Countries like China have like tried have like tried to ban Bitcoin mining and like Bitcoin selling. And I think that a country like China, I mean they they try to control a lot more of what the people can do. I don't think a lot of Western countries are really going to even attempt that. Like China even bans a lot of the outside internet from existing in their country. And I feel like mm. banning Bitcoin or Ethereum is a lot like trying to ban the internet. It's mm. a very difficult thing for a government to actually do, especially mm. when you have things like Starlink popping up where like people can literally get internet from space from anywhere. Yeah. It's like, how is a government going to stop that from mm. happening? So I think it's, it's Good actually going to be really, really difficult to actually like in reality, ban something like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Now, if there are government sponsored alternatives, that will mean that some people might just never have the incentive to like try to use something like Bitcoin or Ethereum, if it's just like really easy to use a government sponsored one. Yeah. But I think that Ethereum and Bitcoin are always going to have their place um, as like the first existence of this new type of currency. Um, mm. Like a Bitcoin's always going to have the street cred of being like the first one. And I think a lot of people mm. are going to want to use it because of that. And also mm. because of that, it has the longest track record of security. So as long as that continues, it's like because Bitcoin's been around the longest, it has the longest track record of of, of storing money securely. So people mm. appreciate that as well. Um, mm. And then also... For Ethereum, just so much is built on Ethereum that you can't take that away from Ethereum. Mm. Um, and the more that gets constructed using that cryptocurrency, it's like the more that it's like just in use by people every single day. 
And even though, yes, alternatives will exist and you're going to have like China's sponsored currency. And I think there's going to be some regulations about like stable coins in the US, uh, like mm. US dollar coin and stuff like that. But I think that's mostly good for people because it's going to be at least the regulations coming Options. from the West. Yeah, they're going to be like there to protect consumers. The point mm. is going to be like, um, ensuring that like, if I own USDC, like the company actually has all of that money really there. And this coin is actually backed one for one with yeah. the US dollar, and it's not going to go to zero at some point. And that mm. sort of regulation, I think is going to open up the market to more people because when something is like FDI insured, and you know that you're not going to have like what's been happening with Celsius or um, some of these other crypto exchanges where they've had liquidity problems when there's more regulators in there and there's insurance. Yeah. So as, as more regulation and uh, security is put in place, more people are just going to feel comfortable being in, in the crypto space and like holding cryptocurrency and like in the stock market, if something happens to the exchange that you're using, like, a lot of these have insurance so that you're insured up to a million dollars or something like that. So if mm. like the exchange that you're using goes out of business, you're not going to lose your money for that. But in crypto right now, that's not the case. Like most of the stuff is not insured and that causes a lot of people and not regulated well. And that causes a lot of people to say, you know, what? I'm just going to not do anything here. Like, I don't want to get scammed. I don't want to lose the, my money. And that makes sense. Like there's a lot of scammers in crypto and mm -hmm. it does really suck. And like my friend yeah. just texted me today, like another person pretending to be me on Instagram to try oh, and scam man. people. And like Happened that sucks. So too. I understand why a lot of people just are like, I'm not going to do anything in this space yet. So I think yeah. that for the most part, governments moving into this space is going to be good for the space. It's going to mean less scam and it's going to be more people are comfortable doing stuff in it. Mm. Yes. We always like to ask our guests what their inner superpower is that got them to this point. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know if I have any inner superpowers. I do think that I am very curious and I love maintaining curiosity and maintaining the desire to learn. I do think that's super, super mm, powerful good. Yes. because like, we don't live very long on this earth and there's like no way that you're going to know even most of the stuff that well, there you're is not, to know you're not, by the time you, you die. You yeah, left Earth true. already. So. Uh, I'm here hovering above. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, there's like so much to learn. And I think yeah. the moment where you're like, okay, I, I know what's up. First of all, you start, mm. you're, you're too cocky for your own good at that point yeah. already. Yeah. But at the, at the point where you stop learning, it's like you stop growing. And I, mm. I think, yeah. So just That's being great. willing to learn and experiment, I think is important. I think having a bias towards action and not and not letting the potential risk of failure stop you from trying stuff um is really important but definitely not a superpower it's something yeah you have to like work towards you have to yeah. like you have to try and cherish or like help grow things mm. that you want to be more true about yourself like mm. a lot of the stuff doesn't just happen instantly it's like you have to work toward it mm-hmm that was wonderful, Jake. Thank you so much for sharing that and everything else that you shared. You know, in the audience, um, 
Jake is available. All his information will be available in the show notes. Get in touch with him. Check out his YouTube channel. He's growing. Oh, one more thing. Sorry, Jake. Can you give us one tip on growing a YouTube channel? Yeah. Um, Powerful one. So the algorithm really cares about click-through rate. Like if I show someone this thumbnail and this title, are they going to click it or not? Because if someone's not going to click it, then the algorithm is going to stop showing it. So getting someone to click your video is like the first barrier before then you have to get them to keep watching. So it's like making an entertaining video is important. Um, but yes. I think there's a lot of people that have really great content, but they just don't have like provocative enough like titles and like quality enough thumbnails that make people say, what well, I want to know what's happening there. Like, oh, I want to know what the, the answer is. So it getting like triggering people's emotions in some way can oftentimes mm -hmm. be a great per, a way to like get someone to click a video. Um, but honestly, like look at what people are searching too. like, look mm -hmm. what people are searching in Google. Google trends is a very mm -hmm. powerful tool mm -hmm. and then make content about what people are actually searching for. And I think Google, uh, Google analytics for your YouTube channel, uh, recently added a section. You can literally see what your own subscribers are searching for. So that is like really powerful to making content that the viewers want to see yes. as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, watch a lot of like Mr. Beast podcasts, like watch him talk about you, the YouTube algorithm and like how to make videos that people want to watch. Um, and then just being consistent and doing it for a long time mm. is important for growing. It's like a snowball effect. And yeah. at first it like seems, it seems small, but as it starts compounding and the snowball gets bigger, um, I think yeah. people can be surprised what the payoff can be eventually just for consistently making content and slowly growing an audience over mm. time. Mm. Great, great, Jake. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. Uh, we're grateful and um, hopefully we can, you know, provide value in your world and the audience. Of course, this is all for you guys, you know, so if this is bringing value to you, make sure yeah. you comment on the video, make sure you connect yeah, with uh, leave a Jake. thumbs up. Leaving yeah, thumbs leave up is thumbs great. Up. The algorithm loves yeah. that because yeah, it tells the algorithm like this person liked it. And yeah. that means that someone else who maybe watched a different video that this person also liked, the algorithm is going to say, hey, look, this person liked this video and that video. So maybe this person will also like this video. So it's just like when Good. you leave a thumbs up, it's great because it causes the algorithm to, to recommend it to more people and exposes the video to a new audience. Perfect. So yeah, amazing. Great, Definitely great ask for those suggestion. thumbs ups on these. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good. <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah. So thumbs make up. sure we give a thumbs up and uh, thank you again, Jake, for coming on the show and the audience. Thank you all. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks for inviting me. No. No problem. And just anytime um, you want to get in touch with me, you know where my Instagram is, official Shahid Durrani. Uh, send me a comment, send me a, a message, DM, whatever it is. Love to hear from you. And Jake, again, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, my and pleasure. stay in touch. Yeah, will do. Have a good right. one. You Bye. too.